Welcome to the Skull Creepers podcast. I'm Christian. I'm a project manager. Are you there, Pedro? Yes, I'm the developer. Oh, yeah. That was the very blonde at the, the, the blonde at the party, right? <laughs> the developer? <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to be with you. <laughs> Is that a correlation with being dumb or just No, just, no, being, just being the one getting all the attention <laughs> and all the money. <laughs> I think I have a good face for radio. Um. Yeah, that's good. So <laughs> we're here today to discuss something um, which is technical debt. Mm. And uh, let's try and start to do some definition because a lot of people actually seem to disagree on what technical debt is. Um, it seems from an extremely narrow perspective, it's the stuff that you don't do, uh, but that you wanted to do, wish you had done later uh, when you build software, right? Um, I like to expand that a lot, like it's uh, taking shortcuts, it's uh, building something that you know you're going to throw away three months from now, it's mm -hmm. uh, not refactoring your shit, uh, that's kind of stuff. So it's, whenever you make a shortcut, whenever you know you're doing something wrong, whenever you're saying, I am now going to consciously lower the quality of my product in order to get done in time, mm -hmm. that's also uh, accruing technical debt, or at least project debt in a sense. What's your view? Uh, pretty much the same. Um, just to make sure, um, I was uh, I went to see on, of course, Wikipedia. Um, oh, the the most the highest source of truth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no <laughs> fake thing uh, going on in Wikipedia whatsoever. Yeah. But um, it goes in line to with uh, with what you just said. Um, just the first line is it says technical debt, also known as design debt or code debt, is Quote, a concept in programming that reflects the extra development work that arises when code that is easy to implement in the short run is used instead of applying the best overall solution. So, aka, a shortcut. Exactly. Um, and um, I totally... Do you ever do that? Did, I, I, ever, I, actually, I want to start with... Uh, if I do yeah. uh, shortcuts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, right. uh, when it's uh, the prototyping phase, mm -hmm. uh, we have this... Uh, this term called kitchen sink programming and yes anything goes to be honest i have really i i know that it's i'm gonna pick that up and i'm gonna rewrite that from scratch but after a week uh, it's Pedro, we don't have the time for I, this we have to use the prototype we have to put it live now <laughs> that's how it goes i, I would never send a prototype live um but um but i wanted i wanted to uh i wanted to throw a curveball at you um, yeah, right. So, as a developer, as, as developers, we are um, constantly measured by how fast we are. Uh, yes. So, uh, which, uh, to be honest, I don't think anybody really wants to take a shortcut, uh, but they end up doing because of many, many, many causes. Uh, and then, yeah. Between purposes, so Wikipedia the, also includes some causes on this. So the question yeah, is: You're saying uh, the project manager, aka the devil, made you do it, right? <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything non-developer. So yeah, Satan. No, I should yeah. bring. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, so how do how I mean how do you see people tackling this? Like, okay, because we have our boss uh, saying, "Hey, but I would like this to be faster." Uh, but on the other hand, he's also saying under the lines, yeah, but I would hate to have technical debt. So can you please be the absolute messiah of programming and do the best? No, you work faster and smarter. <laughs> That's vague. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I mean, the problem here is that um, I think I think that developers are very often um, living in a world where they have a, a um, an awkward at best and sometimes a a perverse relationship with stakeholders and the business uh, environment in general. Mm. Um, and um, time is money, and that's why time is very often the most important component in a project. And that's also why whenever we start going over deadlines, then we are cascading disasters all the way around a project, right? Mm. Um, and we've discussed estimations earlier, and that's one thing that I really um, that I've really been thinking about since we had the estimations episode is the fact that you said that to some developers, estimates are even more than promises. is actually almost a matter of personal honor <laughs> to make an estimate to film for some people, and I think that's that's part of the underlying issue here is that whenever somebody is, is telling you to do something in a bad way, in a way that's uh, that's reduced quality or just hack it up and get it out. Um, a lot of people don't really feel very well about that. Mm. Um, and so uh, they, would, they would rather have a discussion about a delay than they would have a discussion about low quality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, but it's, it's still a unit of measure, right? Speed. Um, one of the at least. Um, yeah, but we're not talking number of lines per second here, right? No, no, no. no. We're, we're talking about uh, getting there to a deadline, right? Yeah. Um, so there's there has been many uh, times where I could have just uh, just yeah went to the shorter path to to developing feature X. The problem is that uh, probably feature Y will take twice as much time. But it's really hard to make this decision, at least from the developer perspective, to make this decision because you know that, you know, in the short term, everybody will be happy. It's only down the road. And if 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 you think medium term, not even long term, if you think medium term, you think, okay, then th things defer or are different between uh, the short term. This, in other words, if you, if you, if you see, okay, I just want to develop this. This is this goes out of the box. Uh, this is released. This is just a small little app. I'm gonna not think about this ever again. And it's like global warming. Whenever it hits the fan, it's somebody else's problem. You're yeah, kicking the exactly. can down the road because you'll be gone from the job one year from now. Yeah, <laughs> is that what exactly. you're thinking? <laughs> and uh, so uh, it's it's exactly like that. It's uh, the developer can also think, oh, then maybe three months down the road or six months down the road. It's not even my problem. So why should I bother? And this is a huge problem. Um, we, I don't know if you ever read this one, but uh, there's, I don't know who said it, but uh, there's a line that says, um, you should think as your uh, teammates, your developer teammates has um, uh, murderers who know where do you live. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, it's something in the lines of that, but yeah. uh, and this is this is actually, I mean, the, the the underlying thought is actually good because you're you, actually I can you, use that. I think I maybe actually call some people. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so when you're taking a shortcut, it's nice for you, but it's damaging everybody else, and yeah. um, and the consequences are. 
I think, yeah, massive. Uh, Every time and, you make a hack, a kitten dies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> we definitely need more kittens. Um, yeah. But you know, it's it's I it, it's what I wanted to say is it, it's just difficult to make this decision when you're at the absolute heat of the moment. Yeah, but but the problem is also very often I think actually technical debt. I mean, there's like the sources is not always um, business stressing it. Sometimes I even hear stakeholders, I mean, saying, just hack it up and get it out. Uh, don't yeah. worry about the quality level. Yeah. And I know that the moment it's launched, it's, why is it full of bugs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's, um, I think I think sometimes the stakeholders is, is the is the source. Sometimes the developers are the source of technical debt. Like nobody likes refactoring, right? Oh, I totally disagree. You do one hundred percent. Yeah, I. Yeah, because absolutely. you're the clean coder. <laughs> no, it's it's because you know you go into some place and you used it and you might as well clean it a bit. Yeah, um, I absolutely have. A huge joy in refactoring. Seriously, um, is that just you, look at, or is it is that normal for people? To I think I think people it? like to to refactor in general. I I think people look at their own code and think, oh my god, what was I thinking? And maybe I should clean it up a bit. Um, I mm -hmm. I personally like to take it to a, a a level of so every time I create a new feature, if it if it's if it's somehow connected to an old feature. I try to refactor a, a bit there, here and there. So, you know, you, if you have a clumsy apartment, but every time you get up and you go to the kitchen and you, uh, you know, you uh, clean you something, bump, you, something. You, you know, every time you, you go back and forth, then suddenly the house is, is clean. That's how I see it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of developers, it is actually cool. I mean, it, it's rewarding, to be honest. But you're not delivering anything. Just, you guys are just sitting there and you're just going over and over your own work again and again. And where's my feature? Yeah, that's why it's uh, optimally it's a mix between uh, cleaning up a bit of the old and developing the new. But why don't you just make it right the first time? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to provoke you, right? Uh, you we need we need singularity for that. <laughs> uh, I need a robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 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 yeah, I think, and also the consequences um, of of technical debt, are, I think, are massive. We were just uh, Christian and I, just for the listeners, we we were talking before, um, shortly uh, before the the show about this and. Um, when some companies have a technical debt, and we were thinking specifically company X that uh, uses framework um, C, uh, which is uh, in the front end years outdated, mm -hmm. um, then it becomes a problem when trying to hire new developers because also developers want to be want to have marketable uh, skills, right? So. Um, and I give the example of okay, I don't really want to work with Backbone these days because it's it's after that I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. So uh, technical debt goes to the level of yeah influencing. But what what is your what is your take on consequences? I think they can be huge. I mean, I normally say that 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 uh, uh, technical debt is like borrowing from the mafia, right? I mean, you don't pay like five <laughs> percent in interest. You pay. 75% in interest, and you also get shot in the knees, right? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, really, really bad. 
and it can it can create huge disasters. Like the short card, the 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 week that you're saving now, you will probably pay it back with a month. Mm. And that's not I'm not even joking. It's actually very normal. And um, I think that nobody believes this. That's the problem. Uh, nobody believes the fact that taking these shortcuts will create these huge problems down the line. And not just th uh, six months from now or two years from now, but three months from now or one month from now, you're going mm -hmm. to run into a problem, right? Yeah. It's like uh, uh, not doing your unit testing or anything like that, right? It's mm -hmm. uh, you, you know that something is wrong. You have no idea of the size of the wrongness. Right? But so, as, as a developer, how do I convince a project manager to, to say, hey, I need to spend time redoing this? That is also very difficult. There are so, several ways of handling that. There is um, like, let's say you're running Scrum. Uh, a good idea would be to set off a certain percentage of the uh, of the team velocity, the capacity, in every sprint for uh, refactoring or for urgencies in general. Um, a lot of people do that, like compartmentalize uh, part of the the velocity for stuff. Mm -hmm. Another thing is to say maybe uh, refactoring is part of the definition of done. That whenever we launch something, we can leave it there and not think about it again for forever in theory, right? So we must have spent time, must spend some time doing refactoring on it before we put it live, um, before we can say it's done. Um, so, so that's another way of doing it. Um, and then of course, I mean, but that's only refactoring, right? Uh, I think the other, the, the problem, there is also like technical that on a higher level than on, on a code level, there is the fact that you are, maybe building a feature in a in, in the not ideal behavior. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it should be doing something else, but you're not doing this thing that's the right thing for the user because you want to get yeah. the software out fast. Or you're building something that you know is in theory good for the business because the client wants to pay for it, but you know that this is not a smart way of doing it or this is not what the user would actually want or it's not what is good from a software quality perspective um, so you're building something that you know is wrong to build that's also a problem because you know you're gonna you have to um, mm -hmm. so I think I think and then, you know I, I normally have this um, this image of a truck trying to catch a ferry mm -hmm. and that's a lot of projects are like that and you know the ferry is leaving at four o'clock and now it's 3.30 and you're 45 minutes away from the ferry, right? <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, well, there's only one thing to do and that is to, at the same time, uh, while the truck is running, try to make the motor go faster and <laughs> throw stuff off the back, right? Uh, yeah. And a lot of projects do that. I mean, that's normal behavior in a project that's squeezed from time-wise. You start throwing yeah. stuff, stuff out the back. But whenever, whenever you do that, you know that you're going to miss that stuff when you come get to the ferry, right? Yeah, precisely. <laughs> you're going to have to go back and pick it up later. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, so you take a shortcut and then, then you missed something along the way. Exactly. Um, and you have to, to drive to the all the way back. Not just, yeah. it, won't be lying, it won't be lying there at the docks for you. You have to take, go back with the ferry and drive all the way back to pick it up. And it might be broken because it's been lying there for days or weeks or months, right? <laughs> or dead. Um, uh, or, de or dead. It's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So I think... <laughs> the, I, that, that, that's really that's really a huge problem in a lot of projects. Um, how do you see? How do we prevent 
um, technical debt at the very earliest possible. Make less stuff. Uh, launch less early. Yeah, yeah, launch early and often. Um, launch minimum viable products. Make sure that I mean, somebody told me a Scrum trainer once that at Microsoft they have a hypothesis that of of every feature you're building, seventy percent of them might not be used by somebody mm-hmm. ever, ever. Yeah. Right. Um, so why build those 70%, right? Why not just build whatever is absolutely needed by the user? And I think both project managers, business managers, and developers have a problem here because everybody wants to build cool stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have no I, shortage of ideas. Yeah. I'm going to add on, on, on that, which would be yeah. um, if, if developers have pull requests, um, maybe they kind of they can coach each other to to try to prevent technical debt as in hey you did this but uh maybe this could have been done in a different way because this or that um yeah, and then you, might, have, and, yeah. you also can easily end up spending too much time on reviews yeah right? um but it in my opinion it creates a lot uh if people know how to contain the discussion that arises from that yeah um so one good strategy is to have you know these the eggs that these timer that look timers that look like eggs you, yeah. you put a timer and it's like two minutes for this or whatever it's reasonable then when it's over it's over the end <laughs> the end of discussion um mm-hmm. so so that people don't drag yeah the discussion forever and ever um you were saying no i'm just thinking that um i think building less stuff doing peer reviews yes um and 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 deciding on 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 quality levels, if possible, mm-hmm. if it's possible to decide on a quality level that can be communicated to the stakeholders, which is very difficult, but it might be doable. Um, and I'd say the 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 healthiest way of preventing something like technical debt is to build reusable components and libraries and stuff like that, because then the shortcut is already built into the process, right? That yeah. you're you're reusing stuff that you know works instead of building stuff all over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. working smarter and harder at the same time. Definitely. Um, um, I think that's a that's the gist of it. Um, I don't know if you want to add anything before we go on to picks. Um, no, because sometimes I mean sometimes you should feel really bad about. Uh, incurring technical debt, yeah. Every time you make a hack, a kitten dies. Um, and sometimes uh, the, pro- the the company might die if this feature is not live, right? So yep. then the kitten is not so important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, uh, this is the kind of things that could, you know, it it definitely can bring a company down, right? Um, yeah. A technical debt. Um, one person leaves, which which is also a problem then if it brings the company down, obviously something was wrong in the process, but because the knowledge needs to be shared. But if knowledge is not shared, it's also creates technical debt. So the person leaves, the knowledge leaves, huge hole for technical debt. Company yes. could and even no, die. No yeah. documentation, right? So yeah. It's yeah. use the force, read the source. <laughs> That's how it goes. Okay. Comment your code, people. That's the only thing. No, definitely yeah. not the only thing. That's one of the things I, I ask. Um, Cool. So you want to get on with the picks? Do you have a nice pick for this episode? Actually, I have some some 
somewhat sad news. I, I just read that Wunderlist is going down. Yes, it is. Um, that's a bit unfortunate because it's quite awesome. So I was looking at alternatives out there and it's Todoist. It's pretty much the old one, which mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, Todoist is a Scandinavian company. Um, maybe Danish? Possibly. I'm going to do a quick... I don't know. No. Um, I think it actually is. But anyway, it's it's a bit sad because I use it. Um, and a lot of people that I know uses it. And, you know, it's just simple. It gets stuff done. But uh, it was bought by Microsoft anyway. So yes. I'll... Yeah, I know so many people actually thought this was extremely bad news. Um I'm, I've never been a Wunderlist user. I uh, I didn't like the interface, but uh, uh, of the many, many to-do applications I've tried, it was one of the more robust solutions. So, yeah. And then generally, I think having independent uh, stuff going on in the software industry, in the technology industry, is very important. So whenever a small independent company is uh, bought up and eaten and thrown out, I think it's sad. Yeah, so definitely. what do you want to pick instead? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Todoist because I'm limited by the ignorance that I have. Okay. So the being that the main alternative. Um, other than that, I don't have an, another pick. Any specific one um, that you want to recommend? Actually, I want to recommend something totally different. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when you when you mentioned Wikipedia, yeah. I was thinking about something. Um, I met Jimmy Wales once, uh, one of the original founders of Wikipedia, he's a great guy. Um, and I asked him what his favorite uh, article was. I think everybody asks that question. Mm-hmm. And he said that um, the cool thing about Wikipedia is that if you, if you have aliens landing on Earth, uh, they would look into, if they look into Encyclopedia Britannica, they would find out what important people think uh, is important to people. Uh-huh. But if they're looking at Wikipedia, they're finding out what, what real people think is important to people. Yeah. So so with those glasses on, his um, favorite uh, is the article about the deep fried Mars bar. Okay. Uh, because the fact that somebody has been sitting down and devoting several <laughs> evenings of their life to writing an article about something as obscure as a deep fried Mars bar. Yeah. Uh, I, he thinks is something that tells you something hopeful about the human race. Right? <laughs> well, um, uh, uh, maybe I mean, the aliens would say it's not worth it. These guys are crazy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious what the aliens would think about uh, Amazon reviews on products that are you know just mundane. There's one specific product called How to Dodge Huge Chips, um, <laughs> and the comments are absolutely uh, phenomenal. They are really, really good, and I wonder what the yeah, what the aliens would think about that. But that's cool. The common, the common is products actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So there, uh, the we have uh, Todoist and the deep fried Mars bar as the picks of this episode. Okay, and this is our show for the time being. Yes, we are the Scope Creepers, and I'm Christian, the project manager, and I'm Pedro, the developer. See you next time. But we won't promise you when. <laughs>